ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Monday, January 18th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer, made pure. As a side note, I, I tried to make that a, like a, a prize on the program. You could call in the, on the White Claw Hard Seltzer phone lines and uh, get like a six-pack. Um, I'm working on that. But, hey, welcome in. It's Monday. Uh, starting your week off right, I hope. We're here at the 5 o'clock hour, and we've got a lot to get into. And Basketball is going to happen. We're going to talk about that later. Marshall losing at the Cam Henderson Center, 69-67. The Western Kentucky, we're going to... We're going to recap that one here in a little bit for you. I've got Dan D'Antoni from last night. We'll get his thoughts on what happened. Uh, we want to, however, start with the announcement. Marshall making it official. Now, the reports started coming out over the weekend about Marshall narrowing down the, the list of names that being considered for the starting or the head coaching job at Marshall and it ends up to be Charles Huff, and his contract was approved this morning. It's a four-year contract for the new coach at Marshall University. His contract's going to pay him 755500 annually, plus there will be some incentives. Now, his annual salary is going to be 35 $350,000. So salary is $350,000. Also going to receive yearly over $200,000 for his weekly radio and television shows. And he's also going to receive $200,000 for fundraising appearances. So that's the base right there. The salary, the radio TV, the fundraising, all of that you combine together. And that's where you get that number. Now, there are some incentives. There are some perks in this deal. The uh, contract looks like this and... I'm sure we'll be breaking this down uh, over the next few days. But, of course, as um, which is common in most places, you, know, you get a couple of vehicles. So you have vehicles that you'll have access to. The maintenance and everything is going to be taken care of. Uh, you have a membership fee for Guyane Golf and Country Club. So that's being taken care of. Uh, I would throw that into a perk category of 2000 per year for mobile phone usage. So throw that into a perk category incentives winning season and that means seven and five or better seven and five or better thirty thousand dollars so that's where we start that's an incentive if your coach is winning he's making some extra money annual ticket sales now this is where herd fans will have to step up annual ticket sales 400k over 1.6 million and that's going to be if you read the contract every time it goes 400k over the 1.6 million $50,000 now her fans also here's where you step up attendance 50% over total season attendance 2019 over the total season 50% attendance over $50,000 so Right there, if you're if you're buying tickets and you're going to games and you're supporting the coach that way, I mean, right there, some of these incentives will start to to rack up. So if the fan base comes out and supports this coach, and how do you support this coach? Well, 
You show up to games, you buy tickets, there are some incentives that kick in right away for him. Now, here's the incentive that every Herd fan hopes gets hit on a near yearly basis. Conference championship game win, not appearance, win, $50,000. So that's added to the incentives. Bowl game appearance. Of course, if you're winning the conference championship, you're going to a bowl. If you're in the conference championship, you're going to a bowl. $50,000. So the incentives start to rack up. Now, the one goal that a lot of herd fans want to happen because several teams had looks at it. Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, Appalachian State's had looks at it in, in years past. You're looking at some of these schools that are in the G5. They're making noise. They're getting looks. Someone's got to get into the college playoff. And if Marshall can get into the college playoff, that's a $75,000 incentive bonus that kicks in or an access bowl. So if Marshall gets into, if Marshall, this program gets so good that it's in the college playoff, I mean, yeah, we're talking definitely uh, this program is really taken off. Or you get into the access bowl, $75,000. So there's an incentive right there. And of course, winning and continuing to win and beating good opponents will get you into that conversation. Now, let's just say Marshall gets into the college playoff. That's $75,000 for the coach. What if Marshall wins the national championship game? Well, that's a million dollars. That's an incentive. So, coach, here it is. You can make a million dollars if you can get Marshall into the national championship game and win it. That's a that's a huge incentive right there. Now, a lot of these will be very tough to hit because, let's be honest, the college playoff, that's going to be the elite of the elite college football. The Access Bowl is more doable, and if Marshall can hit the Access Bowl, that's going to be a great perk right there. Bowl games, Marshall's been doing that on a constant basis here. So that's an easy one to obtain. The conference championship game win has eluded Marshall only one time. And so that's going to be one that if Marshall can start hitting that, obviously the bowl game perk continues on. Uh, the attendance is on fans. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but if you like what you see, you like Coach, you like what Coach Huff is bringing, you're excited about the program, and – He's putting together winning football. It's entertaining to you. You're on board with it. I mean, that's where you you jump in. If you're buying tickets, you're showing up to games. I mean, that's definitely an incentive for a coach. And that's a good incentive as well because you want a coach that's going to be able to honestly engage, sell the football program. I mean, it used to be, and Doc is old school, and this is not a knock on Doc Holiday, and I'm not going to. I'm not, ever, not going there. But, you know, Doc's the kind of guy, and I don't think he got enough credit for it, so I will say it right now. He's the type of guy, he will put in a full day's work, and then he'd go home. Go home, probably eat dinner, be with the family. What do you do? You go to work after a full day, what do you do? Well, I'm sure a lot of you go home. You go home to work. No, you go home. You're done. You're probably got dinner waiting for you, or maybe you're cooking dinner. I don't know. So, and I get it though. You you want to be able to connect with your coach, and I completely get that. And, and I think, uh, you know, I think Doc, once you you got to know him, he's he's a super nice guy. Once you got to know him, but I hope that um, I hope that Coach Huff is uh, able to really engage the fan base because I know you enjoy engaging your coach. You you like feeling you're like you're a part of it. You, like you know the coach. You're part of the, of the program. You like that. I understand. I completely get that. Um, he's a lot younger than Doc. He's 37 years old. And something that I think really stands out as being monumental is a lot of of coaches that get the job. I mean, it's who you know, right? It's who you know sometimes if, it, you know, if you have a connection to the program. Now, 
there, of course, is a fleeting connection uh, with with Coach Huff to Marshall. Fleeting. It's not like a direct connection here. But honestly, you bring him in from outside. He has a, a nice pedigree, and he is Marshall's first black head coach. And hopefully he will not be the only blackhead football coach we see here in the future of Marshall football, that everyone has an opportunity when the position is open, if he moves on to another position or he retires, I mean, if he's that successful here and he stays with the program, whatever the, the case may be, that you have candidates that doesn't matter what their, what their color is, that they're able to apply for this job and get hired on their merits. And you look at the resume, he got hired on his merits. And so you bring that up only because it's never happened at Marshall before. This is the first blackhead football coach, and it's it's something that should be looked at fondly. And then you move on to letting him build the program and bringing what is unique to him to Marshall Athletics. Now, this is a lot to digest with the contract. I mean, he's also going to be given a salary pool of $1.4 million for 10 full-time assistant coaches. So he's got some money to play with for the coaches. And that's going to be a key. What will the coaching staff look like? What will coaching on the sidelines be like? Will it be a mix of familiar and new? Will it be almost a new staff? We're trying to piece all that together now. And that will be coming out over the next coming days. And you think to yourself, well, okay, there there are a lot of of guys uh, who were fond of um, Brad Lambert on that roster. And media reports are coming out now that Purdue is hiring defensive coordinator Brad Lambert as the co-defensive coordinator linebackers coach. So Purdue is making a pickup there. And I think that's great for Coach Lambert. That's, that's fantastic for him. That's a great opportunity for him. I hope that he does well with Purdue moving to the Big Ten. And maybe that will give him an opportunity to elevate himself to a point where maybe there's a job out there that has his name written all over it to be a coach one day, be a head coach again. I mean, that's a, that's a statement and a half that you're two candidates for the job at Marshall. One comes from Alabama off of national championship. And Brad Lambert, who had one of the best group of five defenses of the season, you go to Purdue, you have an opportunity to stand out some more. So I mean, all, all around good stuff happening here over the, uh, over the next uh, few days, I think, to uh, all of these coaches – it's an exciting time. We hopefully will get to um, actually introduce you to Coach Huff here in the next couple of days. I know uh, things are still being planned as far as when we get a chance to talk to him and when we were able to get him on the show and bring him on. So I'm looking forward to that with you. Um, what do you think? Are you excited? Social media, on Twitter, find me there, at Paul Swan. Looking forward to hearing your comments and your thoughts on this one. I said that you're going to have to spend some money. You'd have to spend some money to, to get a coach, and it looks like you were able to stay within your budget, spend a little bit more money, stay within your budget, and also you have some incentives here that are going to help push things over because here's your base. Here's what you're getting for, for being at Marshall. Here's what you're getting for fundraising. Here's what you're getting for your broadcast obligations, and that is your coach's show, radio, and television and you're getting some perks thrown into the mix here. You're getting incentives that are easy to hit. So if you're Marshall, 7-5 and five should be your minimum. I mean, look, you wake up, you're Marshall, you should have a 7-5 and five record. Minimum. Annual ticket sales, if you're happy with what Coach is doing, you're going to hit 
those performance benchmarks over a certain number, that's going to help coach. If you're showing up to, to games, you get to a certain threshold, that's going to help coach. Coach can help himself winning a conference championship, getting into a bowl, having such a good team, you get into the access bowl. You have a really, really good team to the point where you get into the college playoff, then we're talking about a whole different level here. And of course, uh, everybody dreams of playing in the national championship. So guess what? You get to the championship and win it. Uh, you're going to be taken care of quite nicely. That's what the contract looks like. Basketball. We're going to talk about that when we continue. Marshall did not get the get the win it was hoping for against Western Kentucky. We'll talk about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Yesterday, Marshall Basketball had an opportunity to split the series with Western Kentucky. Unfortunately, wasn't able to get it done. Marshall falling yesterday at the Cam Anderson Center, 69-67. Charles Bassey continues to do old Bassey stuff. By the way, uh, Player of the Week in Conference USA. 24 points in that game, 9-15. He had two of four from the three-point line, hit four of his seven free throws. He had nine rebounds. Played with only two personal fouls. I mean, I would thought that he would at least stumble into three fouls. The way he plays, he could have stumbled into three, but two fouls. He had a couple of blocks, had a couple of turnovers, had a steal. And Marshall played better. I thought in this game, Marshall played better. But Marshall's also victimized by its inability to hit three-pointers. In that game, Marshall in the first half, 6-16. That's 38%. Second half, Marshall went 2 of 17 from the three-point line. 12%, and yet Marshall still had a chance to win the game. Western Kentucky went into the half trailing 35-27, but outscored the Thundering Herd 42-32 in that second half. Uh, Western Kentucky led for 24 minutes. Marshall led for 12. Game was tied for a little over three minutes. And something that Coach D'Antoni talked about, points in the paint, turnovers, second chance points, fast break points, bench points, these were things that – He said he went into halftime and said, look, if we can win these categories, we've got this game. And Marshall won those categories. Marshall won the points in the paint, 26-24. Marshall won the battle of points from turnovers, 14-6. Second chance points, nine apiece, so tie there. Two fast break points, two more than Western Kentucky had. And the bench scoring was 17-12 in favor of the Thundering Herd. But Marshall just could not get it done, unfortunately. Andrew Taylor had 17 points. Tavion Kinsey had 16. Jared West had 9. He was 3 of 12 from the field, 1 of 6 from the three-point line. Jansen Williams had four fouls at one point, and that really limited what he could do. He was 2 of 13 from the field. He had five points, 1 of 9 again from the three-point line. But you've got him, 1 of 9. Jared's one of six. Michael Byers, one of six. Eight of 33, that's a number that you want to improve on. I mean, it's not that the 33 shots were taken from the three-point line. It's just you made eight. If that's your game, that's your game. But 26 of 70 shooting for the Thundering Herd. In comparison, Western Kentucky shot 25 of 55. So for the game, they shot over 45%. The first half, they only shot 37%, making 10 of 27. The second half, they shot 54%, 15 of 28. They didn't take that many threes. They went 7 of 11 from the three-point line, 4 of 5 in the first half, and 3 of 6 in the second half. So they shot 80% in that first half in the three-point line, 50% in the second half. Free throws, 3 of 6 in the first half, a little bit more in the second half, 9 of 10. So 
They got 12 of 16 from the free throw line. Marshall only had nine shots, seven of nine. It's not much, but still, 12 of 16 is more than seven of nine. So there's that. And then, of course, again, the three-point line adding to the 37.1% overall shooting performance, 26 of 70. And that's, again, there it is. You hit 26 field goals out of 70. And Western Kentucky hits 25 of 55. But they hit more free throws. They hit one less three-point shot than you do, and they only had to take 11. They took 11 three-pointers to get seven. Marshall took 33 to get eight. And there were some mistakes, turnovers, a turnover battle. Marshall had eight turnovers. Western Kentucky had 15. Marshall had eight blocks. Western Kentucky had three. Eight steals for Marshall, four for Western Kentucky. I mean, looking at some of these stats, I'm thinking, okay, they won all the hustle points. They got rebounded. 42-37. Okay, so that's not too many. 13 offensive boards for Marshall, 24 defensive boards for Western Kentucky, 9 offensive boards, and 33 defensive boards. So you look at some of these stats and you see why Marshall was in this game. Again, Marshall lost only by two. Could part of it been just not being ready in a sense that you didn't have the momentum, the working together, getting over the quarantining, and, and some players not having the opportunity to hit the court and practice. A lot of that comes into play here. I'm not making any excuses for Marshall. No one's making excuses, but at the same time, could that be a factor? Dan D'Antoni, head coach of the Thundering Herd, asked him about the game. You know, what was the difference? And this is what he had to say. Well, if you looked at the bottom line, you got that stat sheet. You look at the bottom line, I told him at halftime, if we win that bottom line of uh, uh, points in the paint, which we did, 28, uh, what was it, 26, 24. Turnovers, we did, 14 to 6. Second chance points, we evened up, which is good for us in that uh, that's kind of their strength. Two fast points, fast break points more than them. Our bench outscored them. I thought with that line, we'd probably win, but you can't do that if you're going one for eight, one for six, one for four, one for six from three. And, uh, you know, uh, again, we, we, that's us. We got to make those shots. I thought they were good shots. They were shots that we can make, but they just didn't go in tonight. And uh, I think as the season gets along, we get a little bit more rhythm with the season that uh, those shots will go down a lot more consistent. So Dan didn't have a problem with them taking 33 shots. He has a problem with them not making some of those shots. And as he tells us, hey, look, you're in practice. If you saw practice, these guys are hitting these things all day long. Eight of 33 is not going to win you a game. Now, Coach had an opportunity. Marshall had a chance. Could have tied, won the game. And there was that last play that didn't go in. If you saw the game, if you watched it on CBS Sports Facebook, it goes to to buyers and it just doesn't go in. You You can't really fault Marshall for this game. You hit that shot, you won the game, and everyone's a hero. You you don't get that shot and you lose a heartbreaker 69-67. Dan talked about that play, what they were trying to do. What I was trying to do, and, and Rick did a good job. He switched everything. Uh, I'm going to have to look at the tape, but I, what I was trying to do was get Tavian down the middle and just pull it up above his defender and just keep Bassey out of the way in the corner with Jansen. Just kind of throw it up. Let's uh, almost like a, a football play to the corner. You know, just throw it high enough and let the, the guy jumps as high as get it. Uh, we didn't throw it. The second thing was Mike Byers was picking down on Jared, bringing him over to the left three-point line to win it, and then Mike stepping back. And we didn't get the two main ones, which was Jared and uh, uh, Tavion. And uh, when he threw it to Mike, 
it was a pretty tough, uh, pretty tough play for him. So we'll look at it and see if we read it perfectly. I do think uh, Bassey was out of the play. I just have to look and see if the lob there with Tavian. Sometimes you don't want to throw up because he's in position defensively, but you throw it because you have the better athlete. So we'll look at it and see and uh, see if uh, next time we may do it a little different. I don't know, but that was a definitely a call play, a script play that we run. Yeah, I don't fault anyone on that one. I don't fault buyers. That's a you hit it, you're a hero. You you miss it, you lose the game. I mean, you like to step up and hit those shots and be a hero. You like to have the last shot, last opportunity to win the game and and go out winning on a, a last second shot. You want to do that. I mean, obviously, you you would have been talking about how clutch that shot was or how clutch whoever would have got the ball. But that's not the way it, it turned out. Unfortunately for Marshall, again, Marshall had a chance in this game. Marshall had several opportunities. You hit a few more of those three-pointers, you're good. Or you don't hit those threes and you hit twos instead. I mean, honestly, I mean, if you go inside a little bit more and you got 26 points in the paint, if you go inside a little bit more, maybe you look for a different shot. I don't know. The game's over. It played out the way it played out. But that's a big – you circle that. 8 of 33. 8 of 33, 7 of 9 from the free-throw line, 12 of 16 for Western Kentucky from the free-throw line. They hit one less three than you did and shot – only 11 to get the seven. They shot better from the field. They got a few more free throws from you, and they win by two. Now, a lot has been made of losing to this team. It's Western Kentucky. It's a fun game. I like playing Western Kentucky. I like the fact that Bowling Green, Kentucky, relatively speaking, is close enough that you might know someone from Western Kentucky. You might know someone. It's a fun rivalry. It's probably one of the best rivalries in Conference USA, or it's turning into it. It's always fascinating to watch these two teams play and and how they have turned into, um, well, let's put it this way. I haven't, with Western Kentucky, I haven't seen that type of interest in a team since the Southern Conference days. Older Herd fans will know what I'm talking about. Because you didn't like playing Furman. You didn't like playing Georgia Southern when it came into the league. You didn't like playing... Chattanooga basketball. It was Davidson, maybe, or Chattanooga, and really East Tennessee State. You know, you didn't you didn't have those kind of rivalries the way you used to in the Southern Conference for several years in Conference USA. And the MAC, it was a different level of rivalry here, but still, Western Kentucky offers that for you. But that's something that's a device for fans, for us in the media to talk about. That that's something we talk about. That's something that. TV reporters ask Dan, and here's what he says. I, I think that's more, it hurts the fans, you know, and I know I'll get criticized for this, but it probably hurts the fans more than it does us. And I'm glad it does because you got fans who care and you want that, you want it to be like that. Uh, you know, I'm from day one uh, that I took this job and all the way through this team, uh, we've always emphasized that we play the next game and the game that we had just played is a foregone memory. We don't we don't carry back uh, to the next game. Uh, we're not going to let one loss. I don't care who it is. It's not going to stop us from getting better and getting to where at the end of the year we're at our best and we get our big chance of what we our goal is and that's to win the NCAA tournament. So you know it is what it is. Uh, Basketball is a funny game. I think it was Jimmy V that uh, I think they were fifteen to thirteen regular season maybe sixth place somewhere in that area, and he won the national title. So, you know, it's uh, 
you know, you want to win every game. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, it's going to bite. It always bites a little bit. If it doesn't, I need to retire. But uh, it bites. We'll go home. But, you know, there ain't a whole lot of quit in this coach. I don't think there's any quit in those players either. We'll come out here. We'll take Monday off. Tuesday, we'll start getting ready to go down to Florida. And these kids, I promise you, if you come to practice, they'll be going 100% to get better. One optimistic Dan D'Antoni hoping that the Thundering Herd can bounce back. Got to head to Florida now. Got to take that trip. Go to Florida, see if you can get a couple of wins put together. You're 1-3 now in Conference USA. You started the series 1-1. One one. If you get a split, you're 2-2. Two and two. Everything's fine. A lot of teams are splitting in Conference USA. So that wouldn't have been unheard of. You can take that and and continue on. Maybe get a, get a sweep somewhere. But you get swept by Western Kentucky. You're 1-3 in conference play now. You have an opportunity to look at the tape, look at the film, reset, try to get a sweep somewhere. I mean, it's still a lot of basketball to be played. We'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That's the White Claw phone line. White Claw hard seltzer, made pure. More coming up on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Monday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Marshall Board of Governors approved today the four-year contract of new Marshall coach Charles Huff. Going to earn a base salary of seven hundred and fifty-five thousand plus annually. The incentives we talked about. If you missed it, he's going to get, of course, uh, vehicles. He's going to get that guy in golf and country club perk. He's going to get phone usage stipend. The incentives are, I think, pretty fair. If you have a winning season, seven and five or better, you're going to get thirty thousand. If Ticket sales are over a certain benchmark and attendance over a certain benchmark. You're going to get $50,000 each for those conference championship win, not appearance, win. I mean, you can show up. We, you can be in the conference championship game. You win $50,000 to the salary. The bowl game appearance, $50,000. The college playoff or access bowl, $75,000. And, of course, if you can get Marshall University in the national championship game, Marshall versus Alabama, former assistant and Nick Saban, a million dollars. Still, though, there's some incentives here to be had. And I'm sure you're going to have a motivated coach, 37-year-old coach coming in, motivated, hungry. You have revenue here to to work with. You've got $1.4 million for 10 full-time assistant coaches. So, you know, you get some up. How do you work this? Do you get a mix of veterans, someone with experience? Do you have some up-and-comers? Do you have some people who are hungry? How do you how do you work your, your staff? And of course, the big question will be offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. How is that going to work? What's going to be the definition of Marshall football under coach Charles Huff? What's that definition look like? And when you see what your assistant coaches look like and what their backgrounds are going to be, then you're going to have that answer sooner than later. And of course, former Charlotte head coach and Marshall defensive coordinator Brad Lambert, also a candidate for the Marshall job. He is going to be the co-defensive coordinator at Purdue. So he is finding um, a different path now as well. And I know a lot of players wanted to to see him as the head coach. And I get that completely. As players, you, know, you have an attachment to your coach. Honestly, nothing wrong with it. And yeah, you, you want these kids to come in and 
stick with the program because you, you grow attached to them and you want them to be a part of the program. And no matter the coach that comes in, you hope that they can they can give the coach a chance. You want to see that. But at the end of the day, for the most part, it was Don Holliday and his staff that recruited these kids. So I appreciate the fact they have some loyalty to him or they have some loyalty to Coach Lambert. And it's going to be a true task for any coach to come in, including Coach Huff, to come in and recruit because now he is an acclaimed recruiter. He's going to have to go out, build a team at the same time, come in with the kids that are on this team now, and he's going to have to sell the program under him to these kids. He's going to have to get them to buy in. The fans seem to bought in already. If you go by social media and other, just talking to people, you go by the water cooler talk, the fans are buying in. They're excited. They're ready to go. The Board of Governors, they're bought in. They approved the contract. The president's bought in. Mike Hamrick, happy with the hire. Everyone's bought in from that standpoint. The fans, you need them. The players on the team, you need them. You got to go out and get some recruits now. But you're basically selling yourself and recruiting at the same time. Look, this is what I'm about. This is why I think you should stay with the program. You know, those kids can stay on. Good things can happen here. For those kids that uh, moved on and declared themselves for the draft and if they had some eligibility, you know, they made the best decision for themselves. If they we're on the fence. They have an opportunity to hear the coach out, find out if, if it's going to be right for them. I mean, we're going to find out who's staying and who's going. And you've seen some of the players, and again, this is all anecdotal, and I'm not going to get into specifics here, but you, you've had some guys who are saying, look, I, you know, I play for the herd. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here for it. And others who have quite vocally said, hey, look, you know, we, uh, we support our coach, Coach Lambert. And I'm glad Brad got an opportunity to, uh, to interview, and I'm glad he was considered for the job, and I'm glad – that he has uh, found a position with Purdue. At the end of the day, you, you bring in a coach that's um, going to bring in some new, different energy, and you want this guy to work, you got to get behind him. That's the thing. You, you, Whatever you felt towards the old coach, you want the new coach to come in and be successful. Honestly, if you hated Doc, this guy comes in and he's successful, you're going to be like, I told you so. And if he comes in and he's not successful, and if you love Doc, you're going to be like, hey, look, we had it pretty good. We had it good here with Doc. You're going to have to get behind the coach. I mean, both sides of this, throw all that junk out. Seriously, just throw it out. New coach, his name's Charles Huff. He's taking a position. He wants to win. He's excited. And we should give this young man an opportunity to see what he can do with the program. He's been given the keys. Here you go. Here's the keys. Let's go. We wrap it up when we continue. Today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're wrapping up your drive home for Monday, January 18th. Big story of the day, Marshall Board of Governors approving the four-year contract for new head football coach Charles Huff. He'll be making more than $750,000 annually. A lot of incentives here. So looking forward to speaking with him here in the near future, get his thoughts uh, just already uh, hearing that the, those who have had a chance to maybe uh, talk to him, uh, they're excited about what his energy level is and what he brings to the program. So I'm excited just to get a chance to talk to him here in the near future, whenever that may be. All you have to do is stay tuned. We'll have it for you right here. Uh, so uh, looking forward to that. And I hope we get basketball uh, going in the right path here in the next few days. Uh, I know Marshall's women had a, a tough go of it on the road. So they split the series of Western Kentucky. You go into Western Kentucky, men's or women's basketball, it's going to be tough. Coach Kemper getting the split. Coach Dan 
losing both. Hopefully things are going to uh, flip. Uh, Marshall's on the road this week. That means Marshall ladies, the women, will be at home. And there's an opportunity for you there to go support them. So uh, if you're not making the trip to Florida, I don't even know how many fans are going to let in. I know some of you make that trip, and I don't know how many fans are letting in. So uh, if you do make that trip, uh, be safe. But heading to Florida, go watch Herd basketball. And I know Dan's probably already looked at the tape, put this one away, filed it, trying to get his guys back into, I don't know, fighting shape, playing shape, rhythm, just getting them together so they can feel like a cohesive unit. I mean, how how do you how do you improve eight to thirty three shooting? I mean, these kids are going to go shoot and practice, and if they hit them all day in practice, uh, how do you translate that to game? Of course, it's just finding the right shot, getting a good shot, getting an open look, and just making it. And you're going to tell Jansen not to shoot. You're going to tell Jared not to shoot. Like, look, Jansen, it's open. Take the shot. And he's one of none. I'm sure he hates that for himself. He got in some foul trouble as well. He still really could. And that's the other thing. Couldn't get into rhythm. I mean, Tavion, Jared, Jansen, those are probably your guns. Those are your shooters. You can't get Jansen into rhythm. He's got four fouls at one point. The Sheriff had one. Jared had one. Tavion had two. Had a couple. And the foul situation wasn't that bad. But again, Western Kentucky got to the line a few more times. But ultimately, you got to hit those shots. And you still had a chance to win. You had a chance. Despite some of the things that just didn't go your way in that game, you had a chance to win. So I'm not too worried about Marshall basketball. I thought this was a a vast improvement over the game on the road. I thought also this was a game that if would have been played, if Marshall was coming into this in a a more of a normal situation, not having the previous week off, I think Marshall at minimum splits this thing. That's just my two cents, and there you have it, the positive for the day. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. We'll be here for the rest of the week. Thundering Herd in action this weekend. We'll hear more tomorrow on the new hiring. Marshall University has a new football coach named Charles Huff. We'll be bringing a lot of energy and excitement into the program, so looking forward to that. We'll see you again, and if you missed any part of the program or if you miss any part of the program, don't forget you can always find us on the podcast. That's right. Wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. Uh, There are so many podcasting apps out there. If you find one you like, subscribe to the show, and you can download it whenever you feel like it. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow here, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.